It's Talking Twins and more with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and doublebub.com.au. It's Talking Twins and more, a multiple birth podcast with myself, Nix, and joining me, my wonderful co-host from twinfo.com.au, Naomi Dorland. Hello, Naomi. How are you going today? Hello, Nikki. The sun is shining. I cannot complain. It's a little bit uh, cold down here at the moment, so can you send some of that sunshine my way, please? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Actually, I don't know what's harder, um, being at home with the kids in cold weather or at home in the kids in warm weather? Oh, that's a tough one. I don't just <laughs> let's just stop at the being home with the kids all the time bit. Yeah, that, that, that's the full stop right there. Like summer and winter babies, isn't it? There's two sides to every story. No, talking about a story, you know, I was going through some photos recently and I think something that I've never told you about is that when the boys were about uh, nine or ten months old, I, and I'm sure I'm not alone in this, like many multiple parents, decided to take my kids and get a proper commercial photo shoot done. Ah, Because right. I, like all gullible parents, I'm sure I'm not the only one out there, was like, my kids can be models. My kids can be models. Uh, then, well, I moved, then I moved further away into regional New South Wales again and uh, the dream was gone for a while because we were too far out from a regional hub. But there you go. But I've got to say, your kids are pretty cute. <laughs> I'm still been very interested to find out more about it, which is, is good, isn't it, considering what we're talking about today? Absolutely, indeed. And we're going to have our next guest that's coming on to join us who's going to talk to us all about it. Yeah, Kelly, will, Kelly Louise is going to be joining us up next. We'll find out more about what it's like having kids in the industry on Talking Twins and More. It's Talking Twins and More with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and doublebub.com.au. And as we said, Kelly is joining us. Hello, Kelly. How are you going? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm good because you're taking me away from that embarrassing moment of thinking, my kids can be models. <laughs> Do you know what, though? We all think it. It's we are not alone. Oh, good. Oh, good. Oh, look, Kelly, first of all, uh, talk us through a bit about your family, your twin journey. We love to hear from other multiple parents and find out what, what was your journey like? Yeah, absolutely. So I am mum to identical twin girls um, who were my first, um, and they were a very big shock as one of those people that had been told you know, many, many times, no, sorry, kids are just not going to happen for you. And then bam, two. So um, the girls are now seven and I also have a little boy who is six. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, you went from being, you know, expecting none to sort of having three. That's oh, Three that's so in lovely. 16 months. Yeah. Oh, I love hearing those stories. Wow. What was it like, um, going from two to three and then the differences we always love to hear from from parents who've had both sides of this this coin in terms of a multiple pregnancy and a singleton um did you notice a remarkable difference look I found my little boy Fred was just so easy like I could do what I needed to do for him with one hand tied behind my back because there was just one of him and he also you know I was blessed with one of those easy babies um but I did it. I had the kids on my own from when Fred was eight weeks old. So um, my husband and I separated and I relocated from Queensland to Victoria. So I had three kids under 18 months on my own. Um, oh, so I don't think I had time to think about what it was like having three. I just was trying to make every day work, um, which, you know, I did because us twin mums are super mums, as we all know. So it's tough work, definitely. And I mean, gosh, I, I look back and think of those times. Um, I'm 
you know, when mine were a similar age and, yep, I mean, I ha- yes, I have a partner, but he works really long hours, but I still have someone there to offload to, to you know, to take a baby when needed and stuff like that. So I really, hats off to all our single parents out there because um, it's tough. It was. It was a really tough time. But, you know, we we survived and I'm lucky enough to have the most wonderful husband now who has just jumped in and the kids are, are, are as much his as, as they are mine now. So oh, um, we've got a great little is, blended family unit going. That is so wonderful to hear. And, Kelly, because we often do see, I notice in a lot of the multiple pages, a few comments every couple of weeks that says, you know, I'm now on my own. But your testament to the fact that you can get through it, stay strong and meet the, the love of your life perhaps. Absolutely. Absolutely. I didn't think I would find anyone, you know, crazy enough or smart enough to take me on with, you know, three little kids. And they were little when we when we got together. Um, but, you know, he was he was born to be a dad as well. And, and to oh. have a chance to add some more kids to his little brood was just he was really just all in, all in from, you know, day dot. So very oh, I love lucky. That. I love that too. That's great. So, Kelly, at what point in time, I'm absolutely fascinated by this because your, your girls, how old are your twins now? So they're seven and a half. Now. Seven and a half now. And they have a career, a career in modelling both in, in television and print. That's right, yes. So they are on a little bit of a break at the moment just because uh, we live in regional Victoria. So um, COVID and lockdown made it difficult for us to be able to get down to Melbourne for auditions and and calls and those sorts of things. Um, But they did work actively for a number of years um, in Melbourne. Um, And we really kind of landed in it uh, by a fluke. Um, I definitely was one of those mums who was like, you know, my twins are so photogenic and beautiful and they should be models. Um, but I have worked as a professional muso um, and had done a little bit of television work myself. So I was fairly, you know, across what the industry was like. Mm. Um, But one day I got tagged in a status on Facebook from a casting agent in Melbourne looking for identical twin girls for a television ad. Um, And a friend of mine who'd worked with this casting um, agency before tagged me sent them off some some candid snaps of, of the girls and they asked me to go down the next day for an audition. Okay, great, cool. At this point, you know, we the girls didn't have an agent. I was just flying by the seat of my pants. So loaded the girls in, put their cute little outfit on, loaded them into the car um, and we headed off the next day for our very first casting call, um, which really was you know, how you'd sometimes see it portrayed on television. So you're in a room with four or five other sets of, of little twins and, and you know, you've got the stage mum in one corner who's overbearing and feeding the kids the, you know, the carrot sticks and the, the pure juice and then you've got me in the corner trying to wrangle my, my one-year-old plus the twins and shoving cheesels in their mouth to keep them quiet but not getting it on their nice dresses. <laughs> it was really quite the experience. But um, my girls were always very confident and out there, um, had, you know, done dance classes and those sorts of things. So they bounced into the audition um, and was sort of just told to do this, do that, react to this person. They did a really great job. Um, and the next day we got a callback to go to a second casting call and it was between my girls and another set of twins. Um, and ultimately my girls got the job. So we very much just fell into the industry accidentally um, but it was a really great experience for their first job. So how old were the girls when this happened? They were three. 
Three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah three. And what was that yes. first scenario? What was that first ad campaign they were involved in? So it was a national television ad for Chemist Warehouse and Vicks. Wow. Um, ironically enough, it was for an ad called Mums Don't Take Sick Days. <laughs> Couldn't <laughs> be better with multiples. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so, um, you know, following that initial, those two sort of auditions, um, then came uh, costume fittings. Um, and because we lived in regional, for the, the day that they were filming, we actually had to stay the night before and the night of filming in Melbourne because the, the laws and rules are, are really quite tight, which is wonderful in this mm. industry because previously they were not. Mm. Um, so we had to stay down in Melbourne for those two nights, which was fine. So we headed down on the Tuesday and the girls had their costumes fitted and stayed in Melbourne on the Tuesday night and my sister-in-law came down and stayed with us because the next day, uh, because of the laws and the way it's done, each child is only allowed on set separately. They're not allowed on set at the same time. So my sister-in-law stayed at the hotel in the morning while I took Bobby to the first shoot and then lunchtime we did a switch and I took Scarlett for her afternoon shoot. So let's just back up a bit. Were they playing twins or were they playing one child? They were playing one child. And that's this is like beauty. that show Full House. You know, the Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. Mary Kate and, and Ashley. I, for years as a kid growing up, I had no idea that Michelle was two kids. Yep. Little baby. I'm this- find that out. I think everyone goes through that moment when you find out. <laughs> Growing up watching that show, that that was actually two separate people. No wonder twins get lumped together when they've got people like that. See? Exactly, exactly. But, you know, it all comes down to the laws once again. So what it means for a production company is that instead of having to film on two days using one child because they're only allowed to film for up to four hours per child, what it means is they can smash it out on the one day using two different children or three in the case of triplets, which I know has been used as well. Um, Obviously twins, you know, identical twins are a lot more common than identical triplets. So the twins get a lot of work. Um, So, yeah, so they played the same child. The morning was shot in a house, a really, really nice house in Turin. (laughs) It was very nice. Um, And then the afternoon was filmed in a local chemist. I know I wanted to. Wow, that's interesting. Um, so that that makes it a bit more cost effective for the um, the advertising company or the product that's being um, filmed because they're only yes they're paying for two children fees, but they're only paying one lot of all of the other production costs. And I'm sure there's you know quite a few people that are involved. Exactly. Yeah. So mm. the, that's why why twins often get a lot of the the work. Wow. Right. And so um, how did you manage that? Did you then get them an agent and move on? Yeah. So the good thing about um, this first job, um, so I had to kind of handle the admin myself there with, you know, invoicing the company and whatever. And I was a little bit lost, but, you know, figured it out. Um, But the casting agent um, called me a week after production had wrapped up and they said, look, we were so impressed with the way your girls worked um, and how beautiful they looked on the camera. Um, We have contacted a local agent in Melbourne who is one of the most reputable children's agencies in the state. Um, We've contacted them and suggested that they take your girls on board um, because we'd love to see them getting more work and they've already got, you know, this ad for their showreel and, you know, we can speak on their behalf to say that they were so great to work for. Um, so from there, we had an appointment with this agent 
who met the girls in person and straight away took them onto their books. Um, what's important when you're finding an agent is, you know, yes, these things are going to cost money, but there are so many agents out there that are going to take all of your money, take, you know, and just do nothing. That's what um, I was just going to say because I always see posts in, you know, well, in my own group, um, in the parents' multiples group, and or even just in general mums' groups of people that have paid thousands of dollars for photos and fees and everything like that. And they've been with a certain company for 12 months and got absolutely nothing, nothing from yeah. it. And I hear that story all the time. Exactly. And I think one of the key things is if this agent is prepared to take every single child they meet on board and it's a case of you pay this big fee and then pay for these photos and we'll see what happens, that's a big red flag in the industry. Um, I know I've referred some of my friends, multiples and non-multiples, to this agency that I was with. Um, Two of my friends' children were taken on board. Three of my friends weren't. Um, And that's nothing, you know, about the children. It was just that this agent knows what is going to work, knows knows what what they're looking looking for. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Gotcha. And that's real. Yeah, that's real key. So the first year that the girls were taken on because they were already working and we knew that this ad was going to roll on for at least two years, um, they took us on without a fee, um, which goes to show just how, you know, great and honest and above board they are. The only fee we had to pay in that first 12 months was for their headshots, their portfolio. Yeah. So how does somebody who's interested and wants to pursue, I mean, not, you know, talking for other people, not necessarily myself, uh, (laughs) but mainly, yes. Um, You say you wanted to, it is a bit of a a really scary place to start. Where do you recommend that people start and how do you recommend people put their toe in that water? I mean, for example, my situation is I've got two kids, but they don't actually look the same. They're very much fraternal. They are different. They can't sub into each other. So I'm guessing that would be a disadvantage in terms of essentially from an agent's point of view, they're two totally different looking kids. Yeah. So, look, there's there's no doubt that they would still have the opportunity for work, just not in that twin space that my girls were lucky enough to. And, look, I think I'm getting to the point now where the girls are seven and a half. I think that identical twin work for them is going to start to dissipate as well because they're starting to look different. Mm. Um, I know, as you know, to me they look completely different. Other people, you know, their teeth are coming out and their teeth are changing and those sorts of things, you know, even the fact that, Right now, Bobby's missing two teeth and Scarlett isn't. If we got to shoot next week, we couldn't do it because they're just not as identical Same. enough. Yeah. 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 So yeah. as they get older, it does get more difficult unless they maintain that pure identical look, which we know, you know, a lot of a lot of kids don't. Um, if you're looking to get into the industry, the most important thing is to ask, ask, ask. Um, first things first, Google the company. If someone comes up to you on the street and hands you a business card and says, we'd love to sign your child up, it's, it's really nice. It makes you feel really great about your kids, um, but that's not how the reputable agents work. Yeah. Work. End of story. They're too busy to be out on the street handing out business cards. Yeah. They're too busy in their offices doing deals and, you know, making 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 bookings. bookings. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, as you said, you got tagged in um, a, a casting company's call out. Mm-hmm. I often see those. Um so I guess that's another way that people could, um, you know, follow a few of those bigger pages. Because yeah. I will always be location specific because they are filming in Melbourne, Sydney, you know, yeah. Armadale, whatever. So they will be 
very location specific. But as you said, you managed to get a foot in the door without, you know, having all of that portfolio and having all of that, everything like that. So I guess that is one way that... um, Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of those casting calls that will come out on social media are from those legit casting agents. So as opposed to like the the modelling, the agents that manage the children, they're the agents that manage the production side of things. So um, they will be legit and they will refer you on to an agent, um, you know, if they feel like, you know, there's 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 potential there. Yeah. Yeah. It's Talking Twins and More with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and doublebub.com.au. Probably one of the biggest questions, and I guess a lot of people would have a stigma around putting kids into an industry at this age. I mean, I'm like yourself, Kelly. I come from a media background. For, for me, it's, you know, nothing new. But um, there is certainly a stigma associated with putting children into this kind of industry at a young age. Do you girls enjoy it? Do they do they, they love it? I can imagine if it was me when it. I was little, I would have thrived off it. No, they absolutely loved it. And I always said the moment that they said no or didn't want to do it, I wouldn't push them. Yeah. Because they need to love it to be able to do a great job and they need to love it for that to show on camera and in their personalities. So yes, my girls love it. They um, you know, they do dancing and singing classes. So that's kind of it's part of, of who they are. Um, but you know, I think if they are showing signs of not wanting to do it anymore or not keen in the first place, the casting agent, the agencies, they're all going to pick up on that and that will really hinder the ability to get work as well. And, yeah, the stigma is real. Like I definitely had friends going, what are you doing? Mm. Like, you know, are you pushing your children into showbiz because you didn't make it as a child? You you automatically get flagged with the stage mum, you know, label because you want to pursue something that your kids, and as you said, would just, you you chucked your head, you know, your hat in the ring and and got a lucky break, so to speak. And, you you know, it's fantastic for your girls, but unfortunately, yeah, there's a lot of cynical people out there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think people don't realise just, the realities of what it means to be working in the industry. So, yes, my girls got super lucky, landed their first job and landed an agent out of that job. Do you know how many casting calls we attended after that that we didn't get? Right. It's it's relentless and it's so time-consuming, particularly not living in the heart of Melbourne. You know, we're, we're regional Vic, so it's an hour and a bit drive for us. You go, you sit, you do the cattle calls, you, you know, you. we did four or five before the girls got their next job. And then comes the bit that broke my heart and I didn't know how to deal. Scarlett got a call and Bobby didn't. Wow. Oh, there's a whole other thing that I didn't even think I would have to deal with and that was for a photography campaign. Um, and, look, granted, as identical as my girls are, at that point in their life, Scarlett was ridiculously photogenic and Bobby was just plain goofy, God bless her heart. So, you know, that showed in some of these portfolio pictures. And so I got a phone call from the girls at at the agency saying, Scarlett's got a call for um, this campaign, blah, 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 can you be here tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. And I said, yep, that's fine, the girls will be there. And they're like, no, it's just Scarlett. Wow, this this was new to me. This was an experience I didn't even think about because we've always done it before. Um, And so I spoke to to Bobby and said, look, 
this is this is the deal. However well you can explain it to a four-year-old. Um, but she was cool. She got to have a, a fun day with Nana and my mum made her, you know, have a really great fun day. Yeah, and Scarlett and I headed off and um, she was lucky enough to pick up this job, which was um, she was a model on the front of a knitting pattern. Oh, so. <laughs> how cute. It's all work awesome. and it was, you know, it was a beautiful, really chill day of just, you know, photographs of these beautiful hand-knitted things. Yeah. Um, and I just expected it to be just, you know, the knitting pattern that you see in Spotlight. Yes. Um, but about six months after the knitting pattern came out, my cousin who lives in Wagga Wagga sent me this random selfie and it was her at the window at Spotlight and Scarlett was about six foot tall in the window. Oh, and I'm like, that's that's my that's mine <laughs> that's my daughter oh, that was that. a real shock yeah so it, was, it was like that was her billboard moment <laughs> oh, wow yeah oh, so God, and scarlet awesome. still has a copy of that pattern and that's you know her pride and joy um and she also has a copy of the target catalog she was successful in getting another photography job with target we were super excited um and her feet feature on page four so yeah and all these different aspects of it that you don't think of like I think most people just think a tv commercial for best and less that's where you see kids and or target as you said you don't think the feet or the knitting magazines yeah. or front of knitting things wow exactly there's so much scope but you know in between all of those paying jobs there were countless cattle calls and sitting around waiting and driving to and from and getting the phone call saying, no, sorry, she didn't get the job, they didn't get the job. Um, How do you talk It's really, really time-consuming and expensive. Look, they were young, so they kind of didn't really feel that impact of disappointment like they might at this age. Mm. It was just a, hey, girls, you know how we had fun yesterday down in Melbourne? Well, they've decided to use another set of twins, but we never know what's going to happen next. And they were... You know, they were pretty resilient. good. they quite yeah. resilient. Yeah, exactly. Um, Are you getting a little bit more worried as they get older that there may be more sensitivity there with those sorts of things that they might take it personally? Yeah, look, absolutely to a point. Um, but the dance school that they're at, they do a lot of audition practice and audition, like, workshops. So that resilience, resilience is being built up in them in other aspects of their life as well. So I hope that that will, you know, once the work for us stuck in lockdown in regional becomes more open again in Melbourne. I'm hoping that that resilience will stay. Um, and, you know, they're both quite different now and I think they'll react quite differently but still quite maturely and just, okay, well, let's see what's next. But I think there's a really good angle in teaching our kids to learn with disappointment and, and I think sometimes in the society we live in today and perhaps it's just my personal opinion shoot me down feel free um, but I think sometimes we're allowing kids not to fall as far as we used to when we were younger like rejection not losing things you know there was always a clear winner and a second place and there were people that came last and you just you weren't top of the class you were bottom of the class and you build that character of resilience and I think that's really important. I agree, 100% agree. Mm. Resilience is so important and I get really frustrated when you see, you know, the participation medals and those sorts of things, you know, oh, they yeah. have a place, <laughs> absolutely, but you do need to build that resilience because they're not going to get a partition, participation medal for a job interview when they turn 16 and go for a job at the supermarket or, you know, it's, it's just not how it works in the real world. Yeah. So I'm a big believer in building up that resilience. 
Now, um, the one question, I guess, that um, financially, I mean, you don't not going into anything in particular, but is it worth it in terms of the, um, you know, that you, as you said, you don't live in Melbourne. You have to go to four or five cattle calls, casting calls. You may not get the job. Um, so you're having to, I guess, have a day off work or do whatever to take them there um, and things like that. Like in the long run, is it sort of, something you're more doing for fun certainly for us yes it costs me more than they earned even with their ad rolling over so the chemist warehouse ad rolled over for two years so essentially they got paid two years in a row for just appearing on the tv which is great and that's kind of where you can start earning big money when things like that start rolling over or, you know, television shows with recurring roles. Um, but for me, my costs certainly outweighed what they earned with hotel and petrol and, you know, yeah, as you say, time off work. Um, yeah. But, you know, they loved it so much and I was happy to to do that. I was happy to. Yeah. I'm not going to call it a sacrifice. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They're enjoying yeah. it. Exactly, exactly. Mm. And I I let them, within reason, I let them decide what they wanted to do with the money that they earned. Um, We did not get the miniature pony that they asked for, um, (laughs) but (laughs) they tried. They tried, but, you know, they they both got new iPads and those sorts of things with their money. They made really sensible decisions with it. So um, I wasn't going to make them save it forever. It wasn't kind of enough to make a massive impact when they were 18 or 21. You know, should they get back into work and start earning serious dollars, then we will we will talk about that and sit down and have a, a bit of a game plan. Um, but, you know, that money was theirs. They worked for it. Awesome. I got free coffee and muffins sitting backstage in the green room, so I was a happy mama. It was fine. (laughs) Oh, Kelly, look, I think you've really helped break down some of the stigma around it but also explain to anybody out there who may just want to throw their hat in the ring or have a crack at it, it's worth it. You never know what's going to happen, but it sounds like you guys have had a wonderful adventure together doing it. We have. We really have. And, you know, above anything else, the girls and I got to spend some amazing quality time together um, and, you know, some really great bonding time and some really good memories. Um, and, and you got some really good foot photos too. That's definitely going on Scarlett's 21st cake, the, the school shoe modelling photo. That's, yeah, <laughs> top of the cake. <laughs> I, I have to ask, what about your son? Did you ever get him into it? Yeah. Oh, no, he's, he's a devil. There was no way that was never going to happen. <laughs> he's as cute as a button, but he does not stand still for five seconds. So, no. And it is interesting us. how much of it you say is personality driven as well. Like, you know, if they don't have that placid weight, can, can do the hours that's required of them being on set, you know, that's a lot yeah. to demand out of kids. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, that's very important. They must be able to follow the instructions. I mean, there's loads of cute kids out there, but there's also, you know. Can they behave? (laughs) Yeah. That's where we won't get a look in. We're out the door. (laughs) Uh, Look, Kelly, do you have an Instagram or anything that um, you want to give a shout out if people want to find out more or want to follow you? Yeah, absolutely. So it's just Kel with the curls. Um, there's pictures of me. There's lots of shenanigans with the girls. Um, so, yeah, feel free to, to follow us and um, drop me a message if you've got any questions at all about the industry. Um, I can certainly give some recommendations on agencies um, local to me and in Melbourne, uh, reputable, great agencies as well. And reputable being the key word there. Absolutely.
Kelly, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing so much about it. It's been awesome. So welcome. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Kel. Bye. It's Talking Twins and More with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and doublebub.com.au.